Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make and to find their signature in the marketplace. Before we continue with this episode, I first want to thank our show sponsor. Do you feel like you're swimming in the endless work of your house cleaning business with little hope of the income and freedom you started for in the first place? It's called the Valley of Despair. Do you relate? I met Debbie Sardone several years ago and have personally observed several of my industry friends turn their businesses around and reach seven figures with Cleaning Business Fundamentals, CBF. Check out my interview with the CBF founder entitled, A Buffalo Charges the Storm with Debbie Sardone. Would you like to join the nearly 1,000 students and alumni of CBF? Debbie is offering free consultations to listeners of this show through the Smart Cleaning School Resources page to see if CPF could be the right solution for you. And remember what Debbie always says, for your business to change, you have to change. My boys are really into rap music, and my second son, Colby, has a legitimate passion to become a rapper. He's 11 years old. Colby is writing, composing, and performing his own material now and wants to get better. We've been studying other successful artists in the Christian rap genre to learn what they did to reach the pinnacles they've reached. These rappers include Lecrae, NF, Andy Mineo, KB, Toby Mac, and others. Personally, I'm a big fan of Lecrae. Recently, my oldest son was playing a Lecrae song while we were working in the basement together. It's called Take Me As I Am. As soon as Lecrae starts rapping in that song, I immediately heard Tupac. It was like Tupac really came back, converted to Christianity, and dropped this sick song. And yes, I like rap too. I have gone through so many seasons of music, including infatuations with the Beatles as a middle schooler, heavy metal and rap in high school. I've listened to everything. I was also a big fan of Tupac in college, and I used to play this kind of stuff in my frat room. Yup. You just learned that I was also in a college fraternity. Let's go back to the basement. I stared at the Bluetooth speaker, totally mesmerized, as a podcast idea, bling, and teachable moment was forming in my brain. If you ever wondered, this is how it usually happens. This is what I told my son, Kenny. This is Lecrae. Yeah, I know, Dad. You've probably never heard of Tupac Shakur, and he had not. This Lecrae song sounds exactly like Tupac. I knew it within moments of the song. Tupac's rap music was so unique in his style and delivery that I'd know it anywhere, anytime, because I was a fan of his music. I know Tupac's unique signature. The best rappers and musicians all have a unique signature that separates them from the mainstream and makes them memorable. 
Kenny thought about that, and he totally got it. He rattled off four other musicians that he likes, including some rappers, that he would know within moments, too, because of their unique style and sound. Another Christian rapper that has blown up recently is NF. At first listen, you would think it was Eminem rapping, but no, it's NF. Their sound is so similar, yet NF has gone beyond the similarities to create his own sound and signature. Lecrae has done this as well. I was already doing research on rappers with Colby, so I found some articles on NF and Lecrae. It was no surprise to me that NF was heavily artistically influenced by Eminem. Likewise, Lecrae was heavily influenced by Tupac, which I knew just from hearing the song. It was Lecrae, no, it was Tupac, no, it's Lecrae. It's Finkel, it's Einhorn. Okay, okay. So I did a Google search and I found this article from Revolt TV from May 6th, 2016, an interview with Lecrae. So just check out this excerpt. For an artist who often gets pigeonheld in a box as a Christian rapper, Lecrae lays it all out in his new memoir discussing everything from domestic abuse, feeling lost in life, and abortion and Tupac's influence serving as sort of a surrogate father figure in his life. Lecrae states in Unashamed that without any constant male role models, hip-hop artists became my heroes and Tupac became my second parent. I didn't need the proof of Lecrae saying this to know he was influenced by Tupac. I already knew Tupac's signature and recognized it right away in Lecrae's song. In music, the best artists have a signature that is recognizable immediately by their fans. These legends are completely different and set apart. They might not follow all the rules or they might be out of the mainstream. It's not like the boy bands of the 90s where like 10 different bands sound exactly the same. No, I'm talking about legendary rappers like Tupac, Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, Dr. Dre, and etc. They were so unique that anyone that liked them or not would recognize their music right away because of the style, format, and delivery that they had. Lecrae was influenced by Tupac, but has gone on to create his own signature beyond Tupac. The Beatles had a signature to them. People can still recognize a Beatles song 60 years later because their signature was so unique and powerful. They created a brand new genre of music. There are so many artists along the way that have done this the same, and I won't bother to list them all. As I thought about this more, I truly believe this. The musical artist with the most iconically recognizable signature, which makes them one of a kind, are the ones never forgotten. I'm going to say that again. The musical artists with the most iconically recognizable signature, which makes them one of a kind, are the ones never forgotten. Others that fit into this definition with the Beatles are The Grateful Dead, Pearl Jam, Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, Elvis, Led Zeppelin, The Eagles, Madonna, Billy Joel, Metallica, Garth Brooks, Chris Tomlin from the Christian worship genre, and so many more. 
the artist that created music to fit into a formula that was selling at the time also made a lot of money. But after the money, they were forgotten. The boy bands like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC are great examples. Will they truly be remembered in 50 years? Not likely. Then there's the other extreme. There are bands that fit the formula so well that they become known for it. Here it comes. Sorry, Nickelback fans. Some people say that there's music and then there's Nickelback. (laughs) I used to listen to Colin Cowherd on ESPN and he used to call Nickelback musical vomit. They created a lot of songs, and every one of them sounds exactly the same to follow the same formula. Nickelback has sold a lot of records, nearly 50 million worldwide. That's insane, because they didn't actually make music. (laughs) All right, in full disclosure, I like Nickelback, but they do sound the same, and I think it's funny to hear people rip on them. But I do want to share this article, because I was curious, how did Nickelback sales rank in with the top musicians of all time. And I was not surprised to see the list I've already mentioned. They were all on this list. So here you go. I found this Statistica article on the best-selling musicians of all time. Here we go. I'm going to go through a top 20. I'll go through it quickly. Number one, The Beatles, 183 million copies. Number two, Garth Brooks, 157 million. Number three, Elvis Presley, 139 million. Number four, The Eagles, 120 million. Number five, Led Zeppelin, 122 and a half million. Michael Jackson, The King of Pop, 89 million. Number seven, Billy Joel, 85 million. And right there with him, Elton John at number eight, 79 million. Number nine, ACDC at 75 million. Tied with for number nine or number 10, however you look at it, 75 million, Pink Floyd. Number 11, Bruce Springsteen, 71 million. Number 12, Aerosmith, 69 and a half million. Barely edging out number 13, George Strait at 69 million, who barely edged out number 14, Barbara Streisand at 68 and a half million. Number 15, Mariah Carey at 67.5 million. And number 16, here they are, the Stones. The Rolling Stones at 66.5 million. Number 17, Madonna, 64.5 million. And one of my favorites, number 18, Metallica, 63 million, which is the highest heavy metal performer. Number 19, here's Eminem, highest ranking rapper of all time at 61.5 million. And number 20, the voice itself, Whitney Houston at 60 million. So that's pretty incredible. Nickelback scored big in their sales, way up there with the legends and the ones that are memorable, the ones that had signatures to them. But they also won these distinctions. Check out what statistic also had for Nickelback. Nickelback was number one in the five biggest musical turnoff in 2011 by gender. (laughs) So it's basically the most annoying band in the world. (laughs) Number three, they placed in the most popular Canadian music, 2015. So there's a a win for them. How about the Backstreet Boys? They have reported 100 million sales in some online sources, but they were not here on this official top 20. So I'm not really sure where they fit in, but they're way up there as well. Here's the point. Formulas work. Backstreet Boys, Nickelback, it works, right? 
there have been many boy bands and other musical vomit bands that have sold a ton because of the winning formula at the time, but they are not remembered. When I look at that top 20 list, I see 20 iconic artists that likely will not be forgotten. I mean, if I just geek out a little bit and go down this list, the Beatles, number one, they created this essentially the rock genre. They are insane. My son, who is big into music, tells me these guys change their key during songs. I don't know what that means, but he's like, this is really impressive. He loves the Beatles because of how creative and how they play all their own music. There's nothing synthesized. There's nothing that's automatically done or whatever through digital stuff. He really admires the Beatles because they created something that had never been created before. Garth Brooks, I don't know much about country music, but the guy sold out Central Park. Come on. Number three, Elvis Presley, king of rock. Yeah, I mean, I go with the Beatles. They're like kings of rock. But Elvis Presley, iconic. It's his signature would maybe be more in his hips, maybe over his sound. He was a dancer. Then you got the Eagles, Hotel California. That's actually the number one selling CD or album of all time. The Eagles' greatest hits. Led Zeppelin, number five. Oh, come on. Stairway Denied. Stairway to Heaven. Need I say more? Number six, Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Talk about creating a new genre. He did it in multiple decades, in the 70s and the 80s. Probably again in the 90s. The guy was incredible. Just go watch his uh, documentary before he passed away called This Is It to see the musical genius that is Michael Jackson. What a loss it was when he left this world. Number seven and eight, Billy Joel, Elton John. They tour together. I'm not surprised they're seven and eight. These both are iconic musicians. The Piano Man and Elton John was knighted. ACDC, oh my gosh, screeching heavy metal that blows your eardrums out. I made that mistake going to a concert, but you will know ACDC music. Plug in the guitar and put it at the highest level you can. That is ACDC. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall, oh my goodness, they created stories in their music. They had like light shows that would that would play to the Dark Side of the Moon back in the 90s. The point is, I like all 20 musicians on this list. I may not know all of them as well like George Strait. I'm not a fan, never had a chance to listen really. But everyone else on this list, I've at least heard some and most of them. I've listened to a lot of it in my lifetime. And you look at some of the decades they span, it goes from the 60s to now. So that's 60 years of music. And I could I could probably list each one of these by the decade they were prominent and they're still memorable. Two, three, four, five, six decades later. Will Nickelback and the Backstreet Boys be remembered? I really don't think so, although the Nickelback has a chance for being remembered for the most annoying band and musical vomit. Again, I like Nickelback, so which is funny to me. But you're getting my point. Let's now transfer this mindset to your cleaning business. Yes, you must learn the formulas that are out there. I guess to create cleaning vomit. I I don't know if that's how they want to put that, but there are systems out there you got to learn. What systems should you build your cleaning business upon and make it work? Our episode sponsor is a great one. The Cleaning Business Fundamentals Coaching Program. Yes, absolutely. Follows the E-Myth mindset. How about this? Beyond that, Smart Cleaning School listeners, what signature 
can you create in your house or office cleaning business that makes your company so unique that others will want to talk about you for years? Yes, years. Don't tell me that it's not doable. It is. It could be the detail level of your clean and the extra little things you do at each client's house or business. It could be the unparalleled level of success that you provide. It could be the impact your company has inside the community and that you are known as a community builder. It could be that you have the number one place to work in your community. It could be so many things and ultimately the one that you choose will likely connect with your why, which is your vision, your purpose, your cause. Go back to goal setting number one and re-listen to that episode. I've linked it in the show notes. You'll see how important the why is. What is your purpose or cause? Connect your business signature to that. Start implementing this signature over a consistent duration of time and your business will explode and you will never be forgotten. And one day someone will walk in to a guitar store, they'll start playing the signature of your business and then the store clerk will point to the sign over the guitar rack with the name of your business and you'll say, my business name denied. For all of those listening to this podcast that do not know that reference of an epic movie That's Wayne's World, 1992, which also has a signature, and that movie will never be forgotten. And by the way, Nickelback is not on the Wayne's World soundtrack. All right, that was a super fun episode to do. I totally geeked out, had a lot of fun. I'm confident that you get the message here loud and clear. As loud as ACDC, perhaps, you've got to implement a signature in your business. Definitely get the formula figured out and then add your signature to make it amazing and world-class and legendary. I also want to give a quick thank you to our show sponsor. Check out my interview with the CBF founder entitled A Buffalo Charges the Storm with Debbie Sardone. Debbie is offering free consultations to listeners of this show through the Smart Cleaning School resources page at smartcleaningschool.com forward slash resources to see if cleaning business foundations could be the right solution for you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. 